Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary and extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name when they're using nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents? And how does somebody share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Devin and Devin, I want you to pronounce our name for your name for us because it's said a little differently. It is. It is Galladay. But it has. Galladay. It's it, French. That is correct. You have to go back hundreds of years because we've been here for quite a while. But yes, it is originally French. Okay. 
So I know that the spelling was different, and I thought if we all heard it from you, we'd hear it correctly. Anyway, <laughs> Dev, Devin has developed his genius in the area of solving problems in the area of relationships and when traveling. Now, Devin, uh, I'm going to see if I can say it right, Galladay, yes? Well done. Okay, is the editor-in-chief and publisher of In the Know Traveler and In the Know Bride, which chronicles his endeavor to marry his wife in 100 countries around the world. He has currently visited 85 countries, but has not married his wife in quite all of those yet. Devin has written for a variety of publications, including the Huffington Post, Turkish Airlines Skyline, and the Good Men Project. He's frequently sought-after guest expert on relationship and travel. He's appeared on Fox TV, NBC TV, Reinvention Radio, the California Writers Coalition, Johnny Jett, the Jewish Journal, and hundreds of podcasts. Devin's newly remote release memoir will be available September 18th so just right around the corner and it's called 10,000 miles with my dead father's ashes now I have to give you just a preview and a tease that he lost those ashes on the way to burying them and we'll get to that story too okay and it answers the question what do you do when you lose the, your father's ashes we definitely want to know about that so welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Devin. Thank you so much for having me, Sharon. Now, Devin, you obviously love to travel and have married your wife how many times now and how many countries? Uh, 20 times in 15 countries. I think we have another wedding coming up in the near future. Do you know where? Uh, well, we're right now we're probably going to get married again in Mexico, which is something that we enjoy doing. We're going to get married in the state of Querétaro, uh, and then we're talking about a trip to South, South America that'll include uh, Uruguay, uh, Argentina, and hopefully Chile. Now, see, I want to know about those countries, because I've traveled to 76 countries, but not very many in South America as of yet. I was kind of leaving that continent for last. Interesting. I, I'm still learning about it myself. I haven't spent a ton of time there. What I've what I've gotten to know so far, I've enjoyed. I've really loved Colombia. Well, what have you? What caused you to consider initially that you wanted to marry your wife in all these different countries? How did you even come up with that idea? You know, I'll be honest with you. It was a little bit of a goof, um, and sometimes you know, sometimes mistakes are good ones. Uh, basically what had happened was, uh, my wife and I had just gotten married and, uh, I had an assignment in Mexico and we were walking down, uh, downtown Puerto Vallarta near the, uh, uh, cathedral, Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is a very iconic location. It's beautiful, about 150 years old. And I was walking with my wife and another, uh, journalist and as we were passing it, I said completely on a goof, I said, hey, how about we go march in there and get married again? And my wife looked at me, and she's a good sport, and said, uh, absolutely. And then the journalist said, you know, I'm ordained. And I said, great, then you are going to be presiding. And I took off my ring, and we marched to the front. And uh, she started talking about her relationship with her husband and how that relationship meant so much to her. And while she was talking, I thought, you know, there, there are some things I didn't say the first time around that I thought that perhaps I should have. Uh, things to do with how I was going to support her vision for the kinds of things that she wanted for her own future, how I was going to participate in making her happier. 
uh, and trying to be present for the good and the bad. And once I started doing sort of like the redo of the vows, for lack of a better way to describe it, um, and I'm still thinking this is all a big goof. She looked at me like this was this was really important, and she started, you know, getting watery in the eyes. And I looked at uh, uh, my friend who was presiding, and she started misting up. And I looked behind me, and the people in the pews were on the edge of their seats. And you know, I think probably within the next week, I knew that this was something that was going to help our relationship if we kept making the vows and the celebration of love our priority. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was absolutely right. I'm wrong a lot, but this was not one of those times. So you did it the first time in Mexico, like the first redo, Mm -hmm. and she was a good sport. So how did your wife react to this idea of yours when you presented her with this, I want to keep marrying you over and over again all around the world? You know... It's funny that, you know, we met online and she had on her profile, I don't actually remember this, but she makes sure to remind me of it, that she wanted to travel the world with the love of her life. And she's done some traveling, not nearly as much as you or I have, but, uh, you know, she loved that idea. And so it wasn't a hard sell. It wasn't a hard sell in the least. And then we had planned a trip that was initially going to be Greece and then I think probably she basically said, why don't you start, you know, planning something? And I picked Croatia. And then I thought, well, if we're in Croatia, why don't we, you know, hop over to Bosnia? Because who's been to Bosnia? And then I thought, well, if we're in Bosnia, and long story short, all of a sudden it became like 10 places uh, around the Adriatic and we completely drop, dropped Greece entirely. We'll get there eventually. I was going to say, I love Greece. And Greece people are so nice and so friendly. We were on the beach and we met people and they invited us to their wedding the next day. And anyway, I could give you story after story. I loved our time in Greece. And when you can't read any of the Greece, you know, things on the menu because we don't read Greece, their Mm -hmm. second language is German. And so that really helped because we were living in Germany at the time. So anyway, enjoy when you actually do get there. Now, oh, we have. You get to, go ahead. No, I was going to say that uh, you know while we were traveling, I believe it was in Turkey that we had a, uh, a Greek family invite us to do our wedding when we make it to uh, to Athens, which of course we're totally going to take them up on it. Uh, yeah, see that's so wonderful. I just found the people there fabulous, and the one thing I thought was great because the streets all go crazy. There's no perpendicular to anything. And you ask somebody for directions, and they literally get in their car and say, follow me. And it could be a half hour away. And so after a while, we saw, we felt guilty if we needed to ask somebody for help. But anyway, it's a great place to visit. Okay, I, so, I, I agree. So I'm curious. Did you get to save money on places or receive extra bennies because you were getting married? How did that work? You know, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I've been in the travel industry now for probably about 17 years, and I love it, and I'm happy to promote travel because I think we need to know each other. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I think there is just a very common thing that people love to celebrate love. And everywhere we went, people wanted to do something special for us. 
I had literally, you know, again, being in the travel universe, I wrote all the places that we intended to go. And I said, you know, hey, I'm going to be here such and such dates. These things would be useful to me. Oh, and by the way, my wife and I are getting married. Do you know a hobo in a shady glen? And almost everyone wrote back and said, hey, we don't have hobos here. Uh, and uh, Shady Glen, sure, but I think we can do better. And so many of those places really came through with some wonderful, um, unusual, interesting, and fun weddings. That is so cool. You know, what I want to know is they already knew you were married, right? Just a yes or no, because you said my wife and I are going to get married. So they already knew you were already married once. Absolutely. And it still worked. Amazing. Well, we have to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and Exxon Broadcast Network and on the website knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to continue this a little bit, but we really want to find out what happened when Devin traveled overseas to bury his father's ashes and he lost them in the process. Can you imagine? I can't even think about how horrific I would feel if that had happened to me. So we definitely want to know what happened and how you solved this problem. So stay tuned, everybody. a skeptic or a believer. Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. 
Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is TV. TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Devin Galladay, whose website is his name, but I need to spell it for you because otherwise you'd never get it unless you're French. And that is D-E-V, like in Victor, I-N-G-A-L-A-U-D-E-T. Com. Now, I'll have those again in the show notes, so in case you need to know how to spell it, it'll be there also. Okay, just to finish up our thoughts on the traveling and with your wife and everything, I have to ask one more question, and then we'll get into this part where you lost your dad's ashes. And that is, I have to ask, heaven forbid, if you were to get divorced, would you want to go to all of those places where you were married and get divorced all of those places too? You know, um, I, I think I think the goal will be to just focus on making it work. <laughs> um, I know that sounds a little bit like a cop out. You know, ironically, uh, when we got married in Slovenia, they have sort of a wall where people lock their love. They put sort of like a, a padlock on a chain link fence that has uh, sort of like the initials of the lovers, so to speak. And then they take the key and then they throw it into the river. And so we did that. And my wife uh, pointed out that if I wanted to get a divorce, I'd have to go find that key. And I the love lock. that story. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I think the point is, if we keep putting forth the kind of effort that our relationship deserves, we can stay together. I think that's great. I just had to ask because I was just so curious and I figured other people <laughs> would want to know, too. Okay. This is a portion of the show where I'm going to interpret a part of your name. Are you ready? Fire away. Okay. So your name says that you have a great sense of humor and you're really playful, but you really listen well. That's really a talent is that being able to listen. And it's interesting because in your name, it says that you'd make a great party guest because you'd help the party be a lot of fun. Okay. And you would always bring that to the party. It says you have a natural charisma about you, highly independent. A very good memory. 
you know, your memory is just awesome. It says also that that your religious foundation, whatever your concept is of the divine, is how you make your decisions, and that that's very important to you, and that is really your guiding principle. Your name also says that you're learning how to be flexible, so you get to practice a lot, that you're learning how to have self-confidence in all situations, and that you need to stay physically active and able to stay healthy. So that's just some of what your name says. Can you repeat that? I wasn't listening. That's just, (laughs) that's the playful humor part. Thank you. you. No, I think you, I think you were in the ballpark. It was, you know, quite uh, complimentary and I think you nailed it. Thank you. Now we're all interested, Devin, in knowing how your father determined where he wanted his ashes to be buried and why in Spain of all places and what happened to cause you to lose his ashes And then again, how did you solve all of this? You've got the floor. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it was a tricky thing. I wish I could say that I had complete understanding of of what took place. Um, The best way I can describe it is, and I say this with deep love in my heart, my father was a liar, a thief, and a cheat. And I attempted to be just like him for, for years and years. Um, It is not a sustainable lifestyle living like a con man, which is exactly what he did. And so when his seventh wife called to let me know that he had passed and that his dying wish was to have his ashes uh, returned home and scattered in Cadiz, Spain, um, I was certainly willing to do that, but he wasn't Spanish and he was afraid of flying and hated boats. So I don't I don't even believe that he had ever even made it to Spain. I have no idea. It could be as simple as that he wanted to go there. Um, Maybe he read a magazine article. But I think, you know, it's one of those odd things that I just wanted him to have whatever it was that he wanted, if that makes sense. And I I think that it was important for his wife to believe that this this thing needed to happen for him. And so uh, I took him. I took him again. I've I've been in the travel industry for a long time, and I made some calls and and uh, and got him there. Ironically, while they were uh, running an event for uh, Sevillan operas, uh, and uh, so I got him there, sort of under that guise. And I quite literally walked through the door of uh, Cadiz Tourism, and I said, "Mi padre es muerto en la bolsa," which means uh, my, my father dad's is dead in the bowl. Yep. Yeah, my father is dead in the bag, and uh, I need a singer for Ave Maria. And they were sort of aghast uh, and said, okay. You know, they kind of went along with this insanity. And then for the next week, I drove around uh, Andalusia, Spain, with him sort of riding shotgun. And, uh, you know, much of this story is how do you uh, idolize and love And, you know, my father was my greatest hero. And how do you, how do you make sense out of that when you stop trying to be like him for many years prior? You know, um, at some point I got to look at his life and use it as a blueprint for all the things that I didn't want. And, uh, you know, so there is, uh, you know, certainly a portion of transformation and self-reflection 
And uh, as you pointed out in the description of my name, I think there is a fair amount of humor because it's a lot of the stories of our life together was absurd. It's it's ridiculous. And it's only with uh, kind of looking back at it that you can kind of just see how uh, ridiculous it was. But, you know, I'm proud to have done it. And so, so the long story short was, uh, in terms of, of his ashes, there was a point where I had to go uh, back to Cadiz so I could go find the singer. And while I was upstairs, uh, you know, trying to to figure this out, and obviously I go into great description uh, about this moment in the book, I, I went downstairs. Uh, and matter of fact, the, the people from Cadiz Tourism were going to accompany with me so we could mourn together, as they put it. Um, I went back to the shady tree where I had uh, left him because we were fighting that morning. Uh, and when I went back, it, it, the car was gone. Oh, wow. Did you ever find him? Well, my publishers already said, hey, could you just tell them to buy the book? And I'm like, you know, what, what I can tell you is it really is just a small portion of the story in terms of it. I, I think there's a, a certain universal quality about how we relate to our parents and how we relate uh, in loving our parents when we discover that they are unbelievably human. <laughs> and and you know what? Hopefully all children figure that out and still can love their parents. Yes, it, it is. And some of, us, some of us take a little bit more time and effort than others. You know, when I do name readings, a lot of times, well, enough times, I would say, I look at the parents' names and I look at the child's name and I say, you know, your parents did the best they could. That'll show up in the name. Your parents did the very best they could, even though looking at your name with their names, I don't think you always appreciated their methodologies. <laughs> no, that's true. And and honestly, I mean, I, I certainly, I think intellectually that I always knew that he did the best that he could, it is that emotional component. It is right. that, you know, it's that emotional piece of, of again, how do you, how do you love this person and have judgment and disagreements and uh, questioning, as you put it, their methodology of how it is that they live their lives when it's like, hey, I'm over here. Yeah. So what was it like having so many different stepmothers? I mean, your your dad got married seven times. That almost is unreal in itself. The seven different times lying, cheating, whatever, stealing, he could talk women into marrying him. Yeah, no, he had game. I will say that he had, <laughs> he, he had mad game. Um, you know, I much of the stuff that I found out had to do with prior to my mom, and it was something that they had kept a secret. So I didn't actually have to deal with the siblings. The, those things were things that I found out about as an adult at a later point. And I mean, those are, you know, the, that story within itself is sort of a story within a story. Um, but I do have a relationship uh, a pretty tight relationship with uh, a sister who lives in Illinois. Uh, matter of fact, we just spoke yesterday for a half an hour. I love her. I think she's fantastic. And I really look at her children as uh, my nephews and niece. And I'm in, you know, I'm very regular contact with all of them. It's, uh, it is, again, you know, the universe has an interesting way of presenting things. Like I was pretty sure I never wanted siblings because I was really, really selfish. And now that I have them, like I, I was given them 
I was given them when I was an adult, and it's been sort of a really uh, fun life because I have a sister, and I have a brother, too. We're not as close. But it's really wonderful to have it in my life, you know? So I'm grateful that uh, Dad was a little bit uh, of a nefarious character. You kind of got the best of both worlds. You didn't have to share your youth with them, and yet you got the benefit of having them as an adult. You know, that's kind of literally the best of both worlds. No, totally. Totally. No, I scored. I'm, I am... <laughs> I'm the luckiest guy in the whole world. No question. I've been incredibly fortunate and I've gotten a life, you know, to be quite frank with you, far more than what I deserve. Well, we need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net, an Exxon broadcast network station, and on the website, knowthename.com. Now, this show is dedicated to solving life's problems. So after the break, we're going to discuss... Gematria, the Hebrew numerology system, and what it says about names. Stay tuned. studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7, 365.
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Devin Galladay, whose website is his name, and it's D-E-V-I-N for Devin, and Galladay is spelled G-A-L-A-U-D-E-T, and so that's dot .com. Now, Devin, before the break, we were talking about your dad and how you wanted to be like him and then you changed and you decided you didn't really want to be like him once the eyes were really open. You know, there would be so many stumbling blocks along the way, you know, to change from wanting to copy him in that mode of style of living and then becoming what I want to call the good guy. Okay. Like you are today. So what were the stumbling blocks along the way and what self-talk did you use or what were your steps that you used to solve the problems that came? Because that would be interesting for all of us. Sure. I mean, I think it wasn't, it wasn't something that certainly happened overnight. You know, as an example, my father smoked four packs of Salem regulars his entire adult life. And he, to me, that was what men were supposed to do. So when I was 12 years old, I remember stealing two beers and two packs of my father's cigarettes and uh, went out in the back when nobody was paying attention during one Thanksgiving. And I smoked all the cigarettes and I drank all the beer. And then I threw up violently for the next <laughs> half an hour. Uh, and my thought was not that I had done something wrong. It's that I, I thought, I need to work on this so I can get better at it. Wow. And that's kind of like, you know, I think by the time I had quit smoking, as an example, I was smoking three, four packs of cigarettes a day, which is insane looking back at it. I mean, I know that people do it, um, and I just couldn't. And that was just such like an obvious thing that I needed to focus on. And then there were just other components to my life that just weren't working at all. And I, I started looking at it by comparison to what did my father do in similar, circ similar circumstances. If my father was doing it, then I knew to do whatever the opposite was, to at least explore what that thing was. And a lot of times it had to do with just how I reacted to things. I think the more I had some sort of a knee-jerk reaction, the more likely I was going to get into trouble and say the thing that I really didn't mean because I was in the middle of some sort of a feeling or something like that. And then when I 
sort of started removing that immediate reaction and trying to replace it with, shall we say, consciousness, for lack of a better description, um, I started behaving in ways that built self-esteem. I started feeling good about the kinds of decisions that I was making in my life. And, you know, I mean, honestly, it's something that I'm still looking at. I think, you know, uh, I think some days I'm all over it. You know what I mean? Like I'm living my life and I've got this thing down. And then there are other days where it's like, wow, nothing has changed at all, has there? Um, and it's just a process. It's just a process. I mean, I think I get the process and I'm more in tune with who it is that I am as a person on a day-to-day -day basis more often than not. But, you know, there's still room for improvement. You know, I've heard other people say that none of us know what we're doing. You know, there's no manual when we come <laughs> down here and none of us yeah. know so right. we, we try to follow the guy that's the most self-confident because we just hope that maybe somebody actually does know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, think, I think you absolutely nailed it. And that's something that I've believed for a really long time. Like we're here to just kind of figure it out. And I think it, when I keep an open mind to, okay, I may have a new experience here, even if it's like the thought of that new experience is scary. If I just go into it with like, okay, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I usually fare pretty well, or at least I feel pretty good about, you know, the experience. But if I start laying all of my genius in terms of expertise of, you know, my deductive skills and on what I'm sure will happen, I tend to kind of make the, the matters worse and have a, a, a worse feeling about the entire experience. So, Devin... On this show, I use nameology science to interpret a name, and that nameology science is about the placement of the letters in the name and what the letters, you know, what they mean individually where they are and how the letters interact to the other letters that are adjacent to them, okay? And then I get the determination of the what the name means from that, and it's really in-depth. I mean, I give you like 30 seconds here on the show, but it's, it's really in-depth where I mm -hmm. help HR departments you know, with hiring and lawyers and how to present cases and choose juries. And I mean, because there's so much in a name. But you've studied gematria, and that's the Hebrew numerology system to determine the meaning of a name. So for everyone who has never heard of gematria previously, how would you describe it and how it works? Well, basically, the Hebrew alphabet originally was also a number system. So what that meant was, is that all words had a numerical equivalent to them. In other words, Aleph was one, Beit is number two, uh, Gimel is number three, Daleth is number four, and so forth, and so forth. And so each word would have a certain numerical significance to it. And when people, and, and I'm going to say Kabbalists, Kabbalah, for lack of a better description. Actually, that's not a better description. It is the description. When when people started studying Kabbalah, one of the one of the components of that practice is taking a look at all of the words in the uh, the five books of Moses, the Old Testament, and what they would find is certain words would all have certain numerical equivalencies. And there would be sort of like, it would be kind of like reading in between the lines of the Bible to sort of gain extra and additional insights. As an example, with again, we could, we could be talking about this for a really long time, but I think one of the important takeaways might be something like the, the word for unity 
and for love has a numerical value of 13. Uh, the sort of the kind of the chief notion of God or the Tetragrammaton uh, has a numerical value of 26. And you will find that uh, quite a number of words that equal 26 have some similar characteristics or ideas that sort of feed into each other, if that makes sense. So uh, again, if you combine unity and love, you get God. Wow. So I stated a few things that your name indicated using nameology science. If you were using Gematria, would it agree with those traits? Well, it wouldn't look at it in the same way. In other words, it would be something that would be more of a comparison uh, of perhaps where I fit into the universe. The One of the downsides is that with the Aramaic and the ancient Hebrew, you're talking about a language and a time where it's not really, it's not a predictive system within itself. In other words, I could probably spell Devon, just my first name, in a variety of different letters, because there really wasn't a vowel system. That's something that came into in existence in modern Hebrew. So I could kind of use a letter for E or I, but it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be required. So I could spell my name in a variety of different ways. And it wouldn't go into the kind of depths that you're talking about. But in comparison, it might, through those comparison, it might give you a better sense of who I was in sort of a, a larger scope, how I might fit into the world. So if I understood you correctly, a single word or name could yield multiple values depending on the system used or how it was spelled? That's correct. So to, to uh, be more clear, most times when people are discussing gematria, they're usually pulling out words and symbols that come from the Old Testament and how those individual words uh, kind of mean similar things to each other in relationship. Now, I've heard numerous times that no one should really study the Kabbalah until after they're age 40. And yet I see in this generation, a lot of people prior to age 40 are now studying it. How's your feeling on that? Should somebody wait and get enough life experiences or is it okay to study earlier? Well, the, the first off, the, the real line is, is that you should be over 40 and you should have two kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and really, what when I when I was learning it, I I did not have two kids, and I was still a little bit of a nut when I started. the The general idea is is that if you're over forty and you have two kids, you have a certain sensibility to yourself, or there enough are, life experience that you have more understanding. Absolutely, and so that means you're not going to sort of take this information and try to uh, run amok with it for lack of a better description. Um, I think what's happening is, is that people are studying it, but there are many ways to study it. In other words, you can spend your entire life getting into some real intricate and deep stuff. But for the most part, I think what Kabbalah does, and most of the books that you're going to find on bookshelves are not getting into the hardcore stuff. It's really much more, why are we here and now that we know why we're here, what can we accomplish? What can we do as people to enrich our lives and find 
happiness, salvation, whatever, whatever it is that your, your goal might be as a person. Okay, well, we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Devin Galladay has in his name that has assisted him that you might have in your name as well. Also, we want to have a little bit more on this numerology system of the Hebrews. Stay tuned. it on Simo TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. 
keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Devin Galladay, and his website is his name spelled D-E-V, like Victor, I-N, G-A-L-A-U-D, like David, E-T.com. Again, it's going to be in the show notes in case you didn't have a chance to write that one down. And Devin has taken his skills to a level where he's able to share his travel adventures and problem-solving skills in, or, in order to encourage us to live our lives more fully and to definitely celebrate the adventurous side of life. So I want to complete one more question on the geomatria, and then I would like to get into your book, because I find your book just fascinating from what you've told me about it. So... Devin, what's the advantage of studying something like gematria? I think it has to do with finding your place in the universe. Um, it's, it's, I think gematria is kind of one component of a much bigger whole. And the gematria helps explain why you might want to look this up, why there might be some value in understanding how love and unity and God and you fit together in what your goals and aspirations are. I think that uh, in the bigger picture, it has much more to do with your self-awareness and how you act in the world. And of course, there's there's a great many ways to uh, explore this. I mean, certainly the, the, the religions of the world uh, all do it in their own unique way. And for me, uh, you know, one of the joys of gematria is there's a certain... Um, mental stimulation. It's kind of like taking religion and math and and combining it. And I think there is a certain attraction for me personally. I think it's just, uh, and you will find, I mean, I'm sure you already know this, that uh, there's a whole variety of languages that have uh, both a number system as well as a letter system combined. Yes. Now, are you familiar with the Zohar? I am. I was going to say, did you trace this all the way back to the Zohar and realize how it came down into different religions and faiths and languages? Well, I'm not exactly sure where you're where you're heading specifically, but you know, the Zohar is basically kind of the Kabbalist perspective of what the uh, the five books of Moses are all about, and it gets into sort of like again, here's what we have discovered in reading in between the lines of the Bible. Well, I thought the Zohar was fascinating because they've come up with different health things that our doctors are only now discovering, and mm. yet it was clear back in the Zohar way back then. So anybody who's listening, if you really want an interesting read, that Zohar is not necessarily the easiest book to read, but it certainly is fascinating. Okay, Devin, so you wrote this hilarious book titled 10,000 Miles with My Dead Father's Ashes, now, what message did you wish to share other than the obvious that you lost your dad's ashes? Um, you know, there were several different messages. I mean, you know, on the most personal level, I was hoping that some teenage knuckleheaded, pimply faced kid like me might somehow read this and go, oh, it's going to be OK. And then there was going to be sort of like, hey, here is hope. 
so you can change for the future if you're having your own tough time. I mean, I did, you know, it wasn't just cigarettes, but I gave up, you know, drinking and using and a whole variety of other things. And because of it, I lead a really pretty good life. And I think that's kind of one of the messages. It's also about like, okay, just how do we accept our parents? And then for everybody else who had a pretty good life and they don't have addiction issues, I hope you laugh your face off. I hope you find it hilarious. Well, I, I'll tell you, your humor always comes across every time I get to talk with you, and it emerges quite well in your writing. So when did you realize that you had the ability to cause others to laugh, and not just a simple laugh, but a roaring laugh that just simply cannot be contained? Um, you know, I had, I, I remember, I go back and forth with my own writing. In other words, some days I think, wow, this is genius. And other days I think, wow, I'm an idiot. And <laughs> I remember uh, sending out my initial manuscript, like just for writers group people, like people that you know would come meet in my living room every Thursday at 7.30. And I would send out pages to them and say, and I would get back responses like, oh my God, I laughed out loud. And then once the manuscript was complete, and it took a long time to get it to the to the place where I was happy with it, um, I remember sending it out, and uh, somebody I didn't know that well said, "Dude, this is hilarious! Great job!" And I didn't feel that they were just kind of uh, you know giving me an attaboy and you know a, a disingenuous kind of thing. Um, I, I kind of felt that I had I had. I think what it was is that I told the truth. I told truth. Uh, but you do that, it hysterically. Well, well, thank you. I'm I'm incredibly grateful for that. I think it's that you know. I think I had to really sort of let go of what it was that you might think of me. I had to really just kind of like if I needed to go there, wherever there was, then that's that's where the party's going, and get on the train. Because we're leaving the station. Now, Devin, are you going to send out an email to remind everybody that it's coming out on the 18th? Because I will forward that, whatever that is that you're sending out to my list, because I think your book is hysterical. And and everything I've ever read that you've written, I always think, man, if you're depressed, just read Devin's work. And how can you stay depressed? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and if you knew that I was depressed when I was writing it, that should make you feel even better. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> You know, um, I would absolutely, of course, I'm, I am sending out uh, information. I'm not great at sort of like newsletter stuff, although I do do that, just not as often as I should. If you're on my list, you will absolutely get an update of when the book is available. But pre pre-order is available like at this moment as we speak. Great. So what do they have to do? Uh, well, I mean, they can go to any sort of bookseller that they want. It's it's readily available everywhere. Certainly, uh, IndieBound.org that kind of connects you to um, uh, to local bookstores in your area. Uh, but of course, Barnes and Noble and Amazon and Powell's and and pretty much any place that you can think of online. And then uh, in bookstores after September 18th. So, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you for whatever reason, how would they do that? Just through my website. I mean, really, I'm really easy to get in touch with. I think right at the bottom of my homepage at devingalladay.com gives you sort of like just a brief, hey, you know, fill in the boxes and, and, and click the CAPTCHA code and it'll go directly to me. Okay, now I have to ask, 
out of all the countries where you've traveled, which places did you like the best and why? Uh, I mean, that's we could be here for a long time. But I loved, um, and it doesn't necessarily qualify as a country, but it's um, it's a really interesting place. And that was Greenland, where I went dog sledding and and went through the icebergs and walked on the polar ice cap and ate polar bear. I know that's probably not a popular thing to do. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the people, you know, if they eat a seal, they may be eating it for six months. It's kind of how they live. And so I had that experience. Turkey is remarkable. Uh, to high, I mean, the food, part of it is the food. Well, uh, see, when I was in Turkey, I remember somebody in our trip left a purse somewhere, wherever it was, and realized it like three hours later. And we went back and it was untouched, nothing stolen. I mean, Turkey is one of my three favorite places. So keep Isn't going. It a, yeah, no, yeah, Turkey yeah, is amazing. a remarkable country. I have a similar story when I was in Iceland. Uh, that was kind of a remarkable experience for me. Um, it was ironic because the, the people are not overtly friendly. Um, no, I noticed a, that too when I was there. But they were yeah, still nice. I mean, they, they were polite. Everybody was polite. Everybody was polite. And I remember having that rucksack. I was traveling with a tent and doing that whole thing. And I was taking a trip to Grimsey, which is a tiny island north of Iceland. And so the plane, they were literally said, well, you can't take your backpack because the plane will, you know, drag the plane down. And so I said, well, where do I put it? Don't you have a locker? And they're like, no, you just leave it right there in the doorway. And I'm like, in the doorway, that's all my stuff. And we went back and forth. And finally, the person said, who would want your things? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's one of those cultural shift moments. Like, oh, right, they don't really care in Iceland. So I left my backpack just in the ground of the, of the what was the boat, the boat depot and the airport and the bus terminal all in one. And so I just left it sort of like on the floor there and came back three days later and it would, nobody had touched it. Yeah. So now Japan's like that too, besides Turkey and the Greenland. And there are countries that are that honest. Devin, yes. thank you so much for taking your time to be with us. It was just a pleasure having you on the show. Sharon, I'm really grateful. It was really fun. And thank you so, so much for, uh, for, uh, for us to have a chance to sit and talk. Be prepared and surprised and pleased when you experience Devin's work. His book is going to be hysterical. I mean, definitely worth purchasing. His website, again, is Devin uh, Galladay, but it's spelled G-A-L-A-U-D-E-T dot com. Now, Devin's name excels at finding the human in outrageous, challenging situations. And this is found in the first vowel of an E. If your name has the first vowel of an E, then you, too, can easily develop this skill. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and Exxon Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. And if you wish to learn how to read a person's name or to know about more about your own name and how you can discover your innate genius, visit the website knowthename.com and give yourself a gift of a session. Remember, once you know the name, you know all about the person. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off.
Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.